great to be back in the good old U.S. of A. And uh, this is the Father's Church, and this is Wednesday Night Live, and my name is Ron Crawford. I, I think I'm still the pastor here. I've uh, been gone for a couple of weeks on this extended journey into Brazil, and we're going to be sharing tonight some, uh, some of the tremendous things that God is doing there and the phenomenal hunger that God has put in the hearts of the people of Brazil for this message that has really been cherished by us, the message of intercession and of the saints. But before we uh, go into that, I, I know that it would be good for us to begin with a prayer for anyone who is listening who is needing to be touched by the Lord um, in um, perhaps you're in need of physical healing tonight and we particularly want to pray for a couple of members of our congregation Winford and Cece who are uh, facing some challenges in their back and as we pray uh, if you are in need of healing tonight we ask that you just reach out and touch the hem of the Lord's garment in faith and we're going to believe tonight that God's going to release his healing power wherever you might be. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for the privilege of being able to conduct a service like this that reaches throughout the world by the miracle of the Internet. And we thank you that wherever the voice of this congregation is being heard right now, you're very much there, wherever it might be whether it's in France or whether it's in Mejia, Texas, or whether it's in Tucson or whether it's in Brazil, wherever it might be, you are there. And we ask you, Father, tonight that your healing flow would visit every person who is a part of this teaching, this message, this special meeting, and I ask you, Lord, that you would extend your hand to them and touch them now. And I rebuke whatever might be uh, dysfunctional in their body. And we call forth the visitation of the fire of the Lord that would bring things back into proper alignment and that there would be restoration to health, the cessation of pain, and um, a revisiting of strength and life. And we declare that now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we ask that this would not simply be a fleeting visitation, but a lasting one, and that you would be glorified through it. So we speak healing now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this, Father, for we ask it in his wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Well, speaking of prayer... I do want to thank I do want to thank all of you who were praying for us for the team members but for this mission in the great nation of Brazil um, thank you for those of you who were fasting those of you who were praying every day for the special specially uh, gathered prayer times um, God answers prayer but I think it wasn't just praying that God would bless it was actually meeting with at the throne of God those who are also calling out to him as saints uh, there are many of them in Brazil and uh, it's just a wonderful thing to be able to gather together in the heavenly seats and to pray so I thank you for that and I bless you for that and I specifically want to thank um, the team members who were were uh, there in various locations on this rather extended journey and I, I pray that God would um, would reward you and strengthen you for your faithfulness tonight in just a few minutes you're going to be hearing from some of the members of those teams who are part of this body and who are present here tonight but to each of you particularly to Nikon and um, Yowali and Carla um, who are still down in Brazil, and to Pastor Levester and Denise, and to uh, Annette, who were part of this team 
um, in the extended saints family who went into Brazil. We bless you and we bless your churches. And um, we're very grateful for what God did. So before the testimonies begin, I just want to say that <clears throat> we ministered in Sao Paulo at um, a Saints Network seminar. And we also had a time where we ministered to a pastor's gathering there. And God is doing tremendous things in, in both, of those, uh, both of those venues. And we're so blessed to be partnering with Pastor uh, Luciano Muniz and his wife, Anna, uh, and the wonderful people of the First Fruits Church there in Sao Paulo. God is expanding through that large city. And uh, we thank Pastor Esso for welcoming us down into the streets of uh, Sao Paulo on a Sunday morning. That was an interesting um, that was an interesting time, but very much blessed of the Lord. And um, Sao Paulo was and is such a tremendous blessing to the Lord and to us. How could a city called St. Paul not be that? You know. So, um, and you know the, the funny thing is about Brazil is that. So many of the, so many of the names, of the counties and the, and the uh, the states are spiritual. Like, there's uh, Sao Paulo is not just the city; it's it's the whole state. And then there's the Holy Ghost state, and there's there's it's so many of the names. Of course, were given by the Catholics, but they have existed. So you think you're. You think you're really walking through the Holy Land when you're down there. So um, <clears throat> we thank God for that. And then um, the, the ministry time progressed in the cities of Ribeiro Preto and Batatais. And God did some, some very good things there. Uh, it was uh, really plowing uh, and bringing the message for the very first time to most of those people most of those people but we believe God's going to do something um, very good there in future <clears throat> and we're we're so grateful for that we did um, meet uh, a pastor and his wife they may be co-pastors of a church that meets in a in the really the center of town in Ribeiro Preto and they've got They've got a beautiful facility they're renting. It's on the second floor of a building, and it's just surrounded by glass. And um, we, we were able to go there and pray for a significant time and give the testimony of the Saints Network. And those folks said, our church is your church. You come back whenever you want. We'd like to have this ministry. These people were originally Assemblies of God, and now they're basically an independent church, but... The way it is in Brazil so often is that there's a larger, the larger church that then will kind of provide a covering. It's kind of like a, an orphanage denomination kind of a thing. And they put their name, this larger church will put their name on these smaller churches. And I saw the picture of uh, this large church that was providing a name for this other church. And there was the pastor, and he looked like Kelsey Grammer. So that guy is the Kelsey Grammer, and um, it's just the way to remember it. So we'll see what God wants to do there. And then in Cabo Frio, what a tremendous blessing it is to be aligned with Pastor Marcelo and Vanessa and their great group of musicians and pastors. I will say this, and then we'll roll into testimony time. Um, since God connected us with them, it's been a year now since the prophetic word was given, and in within a couple of days, they received the blessing from his father to step away from his collection of churches and be an independent church, which was an incredible miracle. They recognized that that was a miracle. They know it was because it happened to them. Since that time, they've grown by several hundred people, and in one month's time, just a couple months ago, from many different parts of the nation, God directed pastors to come to that city, not knowing why. And they were able to add 12 pastors to their church that God led. And we were able to meet with those pastors and pray over them. 
wonderful people. Now, so think about that. In the last year, this church grew that much, and God gave them 12 new pastors in the scope of a month. That's, that's a miracle. And they're all committed. And so they asked for us to give a word to these pastors. You know what word I gave them? Protect the leader. Do what you're here to do. And guard out, guard over any kind of schism or murmuring. Make that your number one priority. Because that's the tactic of the enemy. And that's what he'll try to destroy this ministry with. So that was... That was a word that I gave. Monica also gave a word, but I'm not going to steal her thunder. So um, anyway, we're looking forward to what God's going to do in the future, but this was the most... We've taken some long journeys. I remember that first Uganda journey where many of you were scattered all over the place in the deep, dark woods and uh, toiletless bathrooms. Um, and we were worked really hard there, <clears throat> but... This trip, we, we did four different locations, just back to back to back, with one night off. The rest of the day was busy. And um, we, we ministered it every day, sometimes three or four times a day, for that entire trip. So that was an expansive time, and God was good. And even with me losing my voice for several days last week, we were still able to minister. I was still able to minister, and the other members of the team were just really tremendous. So with that being said, setting the stage, I do want to mention before we bring, um, before we bring testimonies, uh, a passage that I know the Lord has made alive, and it's from our, it's from our uh, uh, wonderful book of Zechariah. And um, it tells of the time in the end where God's Spirit is going to begin to minister in a powerful way. <clears throat> and uh, the end of chapter 8 of Zechariah, it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, <clears throat> it's right after the fast of the fourth, fifth, seventh, and tenth word. Thus says the Lord of hosts, it shall yet come to pass, there shall come people and the inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before Yahweh and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. Yea, <clears throat> many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations. Evil even shall take hold of the, the skirt of him that is a Jew. And that word translated there is a mature one. You can look it up for yourself. I don't need to footnote it. Saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. That's what's happening. And it's happening in such a way that it's almost hard to believe. Um, it's kind of like when the Lord delivered the captivity of Zion. We were as those who dreamed. Um, it's, it's just phenomenal to be in a place where there is such divine favor, such hunger, and uh, pastors and leaders who God is just giving favor. Pastors are usually kind of hard nuts to crack. Some of them are just nuts. And for them to meet people that they don't know and say, we submit to you. You come into our church. We're going to follow. That's a miracle. And so God's opening up cities. He's opening up regions. And, and there, are <clears throat> there are many indications that the Spanish-speaking nations are also wanting us to come in there with the message of the saints. So God's doing his work, and it's a, it's a tremendous thing to know. So, <clears throat> I have laid out the table, and I don't in any specific order know how to do this, but um, we have 
Scott, who's laboring in the booth under the on-air sign. We have Monica, who's right near the booth, and we have Stacy, who's sitting over on the other side of the facility. <coughs> so whoever wants to come up and share, why is my voice doing this? This is nuts. Well, that could be. That very much could be. You've hit upon it. I should pray for myself. Lord, heal me. You don't have anything? Well, well, who of these people heard that magnificent testimony? Scott, do you have any words that you'd like to emerge from the... He's clearing his throat. He's, he's warming up his arm. <laughs> Scott the sheepmaster has spoken. No words from you? Just ba. We do appreciate all of your work in doing videos and trying to put things up online. Do you have any word about what is up there for people to see all right well come and bless us and ask uh, Nancy to step over to the organ and play a little retinue as Scott is coming you normally would have Tammy do that but you're you're gonna have to do it tonight thank you very much um, well first of all yeah I'm, I'm you know it was great to be able to go down there and and be able to record and uh, chronicleize, I guess, what what happened while we were in uh, Sao Paulo. But um, I had to, I have to give a lot of credit and thanks to Robin from the Florida group for uh, getting those videos ready so they could be put up on the website and viewable for everyone. Um, and Annette, Annette played a part in it too. But uh, Robin was taking them and working on them uh, real time while we were trying to get them uploaded and made available. Um, currently on the website um, on the uh, network seminar archive page um, you can go there and you can see there's videos from the Friday night the first night we were there pastor spoke and I think there's also some worship time we've got all the Saturday teachings the different times throughout Saturday are up there and then Sunday afternoon I think there's a couple of things still left that I'm trying to work on or get Robin to help me with to get for, uh, Sunday evening. Uh, that was all. <laughs> when Annette left that afternoon because she had a evening flight. I gave her the disc. And I said, "Here, this is the rest of today, <laughs> and I'll get tonight." But she, that was she was able to take it directly back, give it to Robin the next day, and then Robin could go ahead and try to finish getting those ready and getting them up on the website. So, uh, you know, got them there as quick as we could. I wish we could have live streamed, and maybe we'll figure that out in the future. Uh, depending on how their internet's set up and everything, uh, but there's good possibility we could we could make it work with the TriCaster next time if we we feel so inclined to pack it up and take it with us. Um, travel didn't seem that difficult, so I don't know some of the wor the concerns we had at first about taking all that equipment. Um, I'm a little less concerned about it now, especially since we could carry it on and keep our eye on it. Uh, we probably wouldn't have any problems. So that that would be great. So it was it was good that we could video all that and, and make it available so you guys can actually see the the building and the place we were and and, and I mean it was very um, I mean they were worshiping they were so engaged uh, every every meeting every session um, the worship teams were very you know uh, again they were all you know sold out from what you know everything I could see they were really. Uh, engaged and wanting to hear everything they could hear and be a part of it so um, you know it was a uh, tremendous blessing and it was uh, great to see another part of the world <laughs> yeah yeah remind me of downtown dip yeah uh, well I, I do want to give thanks to the Lord for uh, uh, a young man who traveled with us all the way through the Batatais place, and his name was Franklin. And um, 
he was uh, asked by Pastor Luciano to be our translator, and not only did he faithfully translate, but the Lord really imparted to him um, a, re a receiving of those things that God has given to us. And so we pray for him and for his family and for his church that God will continue to um, visit him and that uh, the Spirit of the Lord would exponentially cause him to grow and to develop in the things of the saints. And um, we, we very much are looking forward to him helping us with the translation of written materials uh, which are desperately needed there. And so um, uh, I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Another thing, Pastor Marcello was, uh, is going to be helping us. Uh, he knows uh, one of the head translators for uh, Wycliffe and for a couple of other of publishing groups in Sao Paulo who, who actually translate English into Portuguese. And so he's going to talk to them as well to see <coughs> if they would be willing to help us uh, without expecting an arm and a leg in return. So, um, you know, sometimes it's not, it, sometimes it's who you know uh, that can negotiate um, more favorable things. And sometimes the Lord can really touch people's hearts and they just do it because we need that. We need to put materials in the hands of all these pastors and leaders and congregational people. And we, we <coughs> I don't know what discussions Yawali has had with him, but he was going to talk to him further about um, social media outreaches, which which that church in Cabo Frio is really, Frio is, is really adroit at. And um, we're going to try every way we can to to for this hungry nation to reach into uh, as many avenues as we can for them to hear and receive so it's just in the past year it's uh, a year ago before we went if if somebody had told me that in in a year all of these things would be in motion and that the favor of the lord would be impacting the, the many, many pastors and churches. It, it's not that I wouldn't have believed them, but I probably wouldn't have believed them. <laughs> but God's doing it. So, Monica, do you have, <coughs> you have your sermon outline ready? Yeah. Hi. Hoy. Hoy. Pastor Pastor um, Marcello, a couple of days ago, maybe it was yesterday, I don't know, <laughs> we were having lunch, and he said, or maybe we were having dinner, I don't remember, he said, um, we're thinking about having an official greeting to people, because I mean, when you come into their church, it is like a parade, I mean, they have people standing there to greet you, and it's, it's, it's crazy, it's amazing. He said, we're thinking about having an official greeting for our church, and, and we're thinking about maybe having it to be like what the Apostle Paul said, like, grace and peace to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then there was more to it, and it was this long greeting, and he said, how do you all greet people when they come in? And Pastor just quickly said, hi. <laughs> and he was so surprised, and I said, yeah, it was pre it's pretty much like, Hi. So then every time I saw him, or like about every 10 minutes when we were sitting there at lunch, he would say, hi. <laughs> and then we were driving in the car because he, came, he, went, he, he, he made the drive with us back to Rio for our flight, which was about a, took about four hours. And um, about every 20 minutes he'd say, or one of us would say, grace and peace to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, oh my gosh. What an incredible experience this has been. I, every time I, I have the privilege of, of traveling with our apostle and, and doing ministry in other nations, it's, you know, you go to pour out and, and to give what God has given to us, and I, it changes my life. And this is certainly no exception. It was very stretching. 
you know, when you get into the second venue and your apostle has lost his voice and 95% of your extraordinary team has left to go back home, I was praying, <laughs> of course. But one of the things that just stepping into this, you know, throughout the course of time, the Lord kept whispering to me, and I know that I said this probably at least a half a dozen times publicly while I was there, is that, you know, ministry is not what we do, it's who we are. And, and from the time God began us on this journey of, of this saintly walk, he's been preparing us for this very day, every single one of us. And, and it's, you know, even with Jesus, it wasn't so much about what he did, it was about who he was. And once they, you know, we embrace who he was and we press into that, then we're commissioned and it's what we do is the fruit of that. And so the, the whole, the, you know, the sanctification process that we've been through over the last 20-something years really has prepared us to be able to go into a nation and do four seminars back-to-back that are entitled Preparing the Army, or what was it? Um, equipping the Army, Equipping the Mighty Men, Equipping the Mighty Men, which I actually didn't know until about the third venue. But the point is, because literally I did not, I mean, I, I saw the brochure, but I don't speak Portuguese yet. And so I wasn't, I thought the first seminar in Sao Paulo was about being led of the Holy Spirit. And so, but you know what? It's all the same. And so by the last church, when, when, when we got up to speak, or when I got up to speak, and I realized I was, the Lord put on my heart to speak about the principle of halal, because there's such a people of praise. I mean, they're so anointed in their worship to give them a further understanding about what they do when they worship, that they're tapping into the vision from heaven and, and release, embodying that, releasing that. But every, every message that we have, whether it's diversities of tongues or um, any message that we would bring that God has, has just ingrained in us because we've lived it, is about preparing the mighty man. It's about raising up this end-time army. And I, I, on that last weekend when we were addressing these, this, this, you know, this church full of worshipers, and that is an understatement. I mean, these people are worshipers. Um, you know, I use the example of when um, Jehoshaphat put the praise, the people of praise, you know, the, vo- the singers and the, the instruments in the front of the army. Do you think that they were not prepared? I mean, think about that. So just, you know, every message that we could bring that has been birthed out of our intercession and out of this house is really about where we are, whether it be in Brazil or in France or in Belgium or in Switzerland or in India, wherever it might be. It's about God preparing the army. And um, that's who you are and that's who I am. And that's, it's about who we are. And from that comes forth the message. And, and I, you know, I'm just really thankful um, that that the Lord entrusts this to us and that we can be his voice and that every step along the path that we have taken over the last I am kind of preaching a message aren't I um, over the last um, 20 years you know every step of obedience even when we didn't know what we were doing trust me it's still that way sometimes but every step of obedience he has met us with grace and, and taught us and, and it's who you are and so get ready Get ready. I mean, when he's talking about four trips into Brazil next year, that doesn't even include the multitude of other countries that we have to go into and minister to. So um, we're in this together, guys. <laughs> so I'll talk about the journey. I'll talk about the ministry briefly, um, as brief as I can be. But the fr- our first venue, San, uh, Sao Paulo, which was Pastor Luciano and Anna's church, I, I just can't tell you. It was like I've only been there once, but it truly was like being at home. It was like doing a seminar here. There was such a, a unity. There was, you know, we had this extraordinary team. And, um, and it was just like being at home. And, and I'm so thankful for that because they, it's like Scott said, I mean, they are sold out. They are, they have their hearts. And, and Pastor Luciano, I mean, his heart is so open. He is so desperate for this message. And, and, and he traveled with us into the next um, couple of venues that we went to, which was such a blessing. But at one point, um, I'm trying to remember where it was. Pastor was up speaking, 
I was in Bethetize that first night, and he got up to speak, and and he was talking for maybe five minutes, and Luciano was sitting, Yoali was next to me, and then Luciano was sitting next to him, and he leaned over Yoali and looked at me, and in his, you know, with his body language and his sign language, he said, I love his message. I love this. I mean, from the bottom, you could just feel his heart. He is so hungry for that. And, you know, I I was thinking, too, when Pastor was up here talking a few minutes ago about, you know, these churches breaking off from from the denominations and the church in Cabo Frio um, breaking off from the denomination that they were in. The Lord just gave me a flashback of when, when we separated from the assemblies. And I can tell you, the moment God set us free. I mean, in my spirit, I can even, I can, I can remember it like it was a moment ago because my spirit reacted to that moment when the Lord cut the tie. And I literally saw in the heavens, I saw the roof of our sanctuary open up and immediately we were standing under an open heaven. And, and so I, as he was talking about these churches breaking off from these denominations, it made me realize that everybody wants a covering. But when, when that happened to us, and I know that it was daunting for our pastor because he, I mean, he was assembly of God from the core, right? And so I remember feeling that burden for him that, you know, breaking off from what, all that he ever knew in church, and how frightening that must have been in some regards. That, But what happened was God so beautifully ushered us under his covering, under the covering of the Father. And that's what we carry. And that's what these people in their spirits are hungry for, is to get out of the religion and get out of, of the legalism of, of a lot of that and to be able to flow freely in the spirit before the Father. And that really is what we carry. And I'm just so, aren't you thankful? I'm just so thankful. So back to the journey. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was wonderful that first seminar. It was it was amazing. I, I really marveled at because literally, I mean, we did Friday night, we did all day Saturday into Saturday night, and then we did Sunday. I can't remember when we when we stopped, but you know, you think s- these people are engaged on Sunday mor- on Saturday morning, Friday night, and they come in and they're. And this would, I mean, these were teachings. I mean, these, this is just like our seminar. These were teachings. So I, th- I was scheduled, I was scheduled in the afternoon, but I got, it got changed and I was to minister in the evening. We didn't even take breaks. I mean, we take a, we took a few quick breaks, but there was very short breaks. And so literally every single session you could look out at the congregation and these people were just like sponges. I mean, th- there didn't seem to be any weariness whatsoever in the congregation now in the team. I'm sure that there was, but I, it was just amazing. And then that last day, that last night, we had a time of proskuneo, and uh, just to see them just surrender is just so beautiful. And so I'm just, I just give thanks for that. I give thanks for the Lord, to the Lord for that church and for those pastors, and um, uh, they just love so beautifully. I mean, they're just such beautiful people. And then our, the, you know, a big part of our team left, and. And we transitioned into a beautiful city, which was um, Ribeiro Preto. Ribeiro Preto. I'm still learning to to speak. Um, and it's a beautiful city. And and you know, anytime you go into a city for the first time, it's it's an, a it's really an odd feeling. You don't know what to expect. You've never been in the church. And then we began to get, um, Nikon had been there several times. And he, on the way to the church that night, he began to tell us about the history of the church and, and that it's in a really, really, you know, hard neighborhood. And so it was maybe a 45-minute drive. And so we'd drive into the, into the neighborhood. And it was pretty rough. I mean, it was pretty dark. And, and he had shared with us that it had formerly been a, a a house of prostitution and and so you're pulling up into the church <laughs> you're thinking you know okay I mean honestly I mean you you just don't even think you just let your spirit Lord out of obedience we're here I know there's a reason we pull up we get out of the car and immediately we are greeted by two gentlemen from the church um, one we nicknamed Shaq 
because his last name was O'Neill, and he was about seven feet tall and reminded Pastor of, Sh of Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And then another really wonderful, sweet man. And honestly, I mean, instantly, they just enveloped us with love. And we went into the church, and um, no, no, we went over to have snacks <laughs> and met Dos Equis and um and their ministry team and uh he started sharing some stories about death threats and all kinds of things that had happened to them because they're in this area where there's a lot of um, gangs and violence and things like that and they literally i mean multitudes of death threats that they didn't stop and and years and years they've continued on with this church and and so he has now started a church in London, and him and his wife are in London with a couple of the other sons, and his son is pastor of this church. His name is Pastor Lucas, and he and his wife are just beautiful people. Just hard, I mean, just you would just absolutely love them. And so we ministered there for, for two nights, and, and we prayed for them, and uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember specifically exactly, but I do know the Spirit was there, and and. and one thing that I'll just have to say about that church is, you know, we talk about about the Tabernacle of David, and we talk about going throughout the earth. That's our commission to go throughout the earth and, and establish these dwelling places of God's praise and of his glory. And I have to say that church in the midst of that darkness is a dwelling place of his glory. And they truly have just cultivated the love of God. And I can't, I mean, I, I experience the love of God everywhere that I go through his people, but it was so beautiful. Their love was just, it, just the love of God was just resident there. And I know that that is just a place of his glory in the midst of this dark, dark neighborhood, this dark, dark part of the city. And I just, I, I marvel at that. And so just pray for them, Pastor Lucas and, and, um, and his wife and, their ministry team, and and for what God's doing in London through through his father. Um, his name is not really Dos Equis, but he did look a lot like him. <laughs> yeah, he did. I know you don't. I know you don't. And then we, we stayed in the same hotel. We stayed in the same place. And then the next two days, we went into Batatize. And this was primarily to minister at a home church that a pastor that we had met in Pastor Luciano's church at the pastor's meeting. He had asked if we would come. And he was being ordained as a pastor. And, um, and so he had rented a facility that was a dance hall. And kind of kind of seemed like, um, like a wedding venue, like a wedding reception. And, um, and so we ministered there to a lot of the people in his church that were new Christians. And Pastor had me speak on um, tongues, I think. I can't remember. But I just remember looking out at these people and, and addressing them and saying, you know, I asked if anybody needed to accept the Lord and nobody came. And then asked them if they had been filled with the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And not one of them raised their hand. And it made me realize that there's so many people that haven't even really received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And God, his presence was so there to fill them. And so they all came forward. And so we prayed for them. And, um, and it, was, it was a powerful time. And then the next day, we, we got in, at, I think, 1 a.m. And, and got up. And we were at the, the pastor's house by 8 or something. So, and it was like a 45-minute to an hour drive. And then we were going to be in this little town the whole entire day and through that evening through his, his commencement, his ordination. And so, you know, that's always interesting when, you, when you're going and there's really no place to just get away and rest, not even for five minutes. There was engagement the whole entire day, but one of the beautiful things that happened was um, we, we, we had a time in the afternoon where we sat around with a lot of the leaders and... and a home that we were welcomed into and we talked about what what Luciana was there um, Franklin was there and and these other pastors were there talked about what they need what we need to do to move forward and 
and their their hunger is for the message their hunger is for we need outlines we need extensive outlines we want to be able to preach this message and we need your help and so that is something we're going to have to really get on the ball about is to get these teachings in thorough outline form so that we can get them to them they can process them and you know we told them you know what you have to you have to you have to take them as your own you know we can give you outlines but you have to to take them and learn them on your own that's the only you can't really preach something you've not lived and so um that that was a really fruitful a really fruitful gathering that we had and then from there we said goodbye to pastor luciano and and his group and then just pastor and yoali and nikon and carla and i got on a flight and we went to cabo but before I talk about that, I want to talk about Franklin. And I know you've already mentioned him, but, and I'm sure you probably talked about him on Sunday night. But, um, you know, he was just this guy that, that, that needed some work. That he had just sold his business. He needed some work. He was a part of a church. Luciano sent out a message to all the pastors that he knew and said, hey, we need a translator. If you know anybody, let me know. A pastor knew that Franklin needed some work, contacted him. He came and showed up, and I remember the minute he walked in, we were upstairs in Luciano's office, and he wanted to introduce himself to Pastor Ron, and he walked in, and he was, I mean, I, right then I thought, oh, wow, because, you know, the translator's really important. I mean, we need him to be a shadow. We need him to be passionate about the message. We need him to understand the message and, and to really just shadow what is coming forth, and I just thought, and, and he met Pastor Ron, and Pastor shared his heart a little bit, went downstairs, and literally that first night, the Spirit just transformed him. In fact, before he came downstairs, we prayed over him. And we prayed over him, and, and we prayed, Lord, we just ask that you would just absolutely flood him with your presence. And even further, we ask that you would slay him in your spirit. Now, we're thinking, why are we, why are we speaking this over him when he's supposed to be up there translating? But God did that. I mean, God literally transformed this man in front of us. And, and, and he had so many conversations that I know I personally have with him where he's just like, I don't know what's happening to me. I'm like a different person. I mean, he and he's so hungry and he's just is so, he's, he's, his heart is, is such a heart of a servant. And it says, anything I can do for you, anything. I, I am here, anything I can do for you. And, and really did just such a terrific job. I mean, just really moved in the spirit. And um, what was funny was whenever we would say a Greek word, it would trip him up a little bit because he's used to translating from a different language into Portuguese or Portuguese into English. And so we'd say a Greek word like proskuneo or something like that, and he's thinking, what language is that? And so that was the only challenge that he had. But then after every, whenever that would happen, we learned that, okay, Tonight we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about it, and it's got this Greek word in it. So it's a Greek word. It's not an English word. It's not a Portuguese word. And, and so we, yeah. So once he gets a copy of a lot of these books, he's going to really understand. So anyway, so then we go into Cabo Frio. And, um, you know, the first time we were there in April, it was wonderful. I mean, this church is, is radical. I mean, they really are. It, the walls are painted black which offends a lot of people. But there is absolutely nothing offensive whatsoever. The spirit is so power, you know, it's just moving so powerfully in there because Pastor Cello is just completely and totally surrendered to whatever God has for him. Because he's been set free. He's been set free. And, um, just, I, you know, one of the things that I, I don't know, it just, it just was a really powerful time with them. And, and, you know, the first time that we were in there, we had a huge team, and, and we ministered powerfully. But I didn't really feel the connection. I mean, I felt it because it was obedience. This time, we were grafted in. I mean, there was a bond that was established that, that is, is by the Lord, and God is gonna do such incredible things through that church and through those leaders you know, those pastors that Pastor talked about, those 12 pastors, we had the opportunity to meet with them. And, I mean, these are intelligent, hungry, God-loving, God-fearing people. 
and 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 we counseled him and told him you know god has brought these people to surround you and 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 i know pastor prophesied oh i need to talk about that he prophesied um into them about things to guard over and you know from experience because the enemy will be all over it and then i came in and spoke to them about staying close to the lord and with the busyness of ministry as god expands things it will consume you if you're not careful and you have to stay close to the lord you have to get away and pray you have to stay completely and totally in the in his heart or else the ministry will consume you and weigh you down and so we just need to to really continue to lift them up and um because i don't think they even have any idea what's ahead really but it's so exciting and then the last thing i'll talk about is um, that first night that we were there you know we didn't have anything scheduled we didn't have any teaching topics we didn't know what we were going to face so um so pastor got up and and he told me he's so he's he's so good about that he said i'm going to get up and and you were going to speak about something i'm so sorry i'm tired you were going to speak about something, about prophecy. And he was going to, you know, just really drive home how God has done what he's done. A year ago when, when you prophesied into him and said the Lord's going to release you and look what God's done over the last year. And he got up there. And I said this last time I testified about Brazil. There's an apostolic mantle on our leader that every time I have the privilege of, of, of witnessing the ministry there's just continual levels of promotion I mean it's really astounding and and he got up there that first night and he began to just speak an apostolic word into that church and you know we live on the apostolic word it 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 sends us forth we live by that but I saw it so vividly in these people in this church that it just you know it pretty much blew me away and so after he was finished, I kept waiting. He's going to start talking about prophecy because we thought we might teach on prophecy. And then he graciously asked me to come up and, and prophesy. And so, you know, I was kind of shaking in my boots because it's a huge stage. <laughs> and to follow that, you know, it's just like, and, and so I got up there and walked up there. Yoali was up there with me. And, and, and the Lord had given me some, some prophetic things that I, need, I knew I needed to release over them. And I went to like utter a word and I just, it's like the glory just fell. And all I could hear the Lord say was get out of the way. <laughs> Seriously. And I couldn't say anything. I mean, I, and, and, and so, you know, it, it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a wonderful thing when you realize it has nothing to do with you. Absolutely nothing to do with you. He wanted the manifestation of his presence was there for them to 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 experience the weightiness of what he had just released and to receive it to embrace it and i knew all that but i had no idea what to do with it because all i kept feeling was this weightiness of the lord and i just felt like all i could do was like duck or get out of the way or just could i just be in, invisible or you know could i look down and make eye contact with him or somebody to say help but he wouldn't even let me do that and and so maybe for 15 minutes people just started crying out to the Lord and just really welcoming the spirit and and um, yeah and I knew that it was just that's just that that's just the way it is when God shows up <laughs> yeah and so you know I processed I processed through the night because then he'd asked me to speak the next morning and and, and I got up and told the people, I said, listen, in all vulnerability and all transparency, I didn't know what to do in his presence. I just knew just to dwell in it and that he wanted you to dwell in it. And, um, and you know what? We, we, we are vessels of his presence. And more and more I realize the manifestation of his presence is, is in the love. It's, and it's in the light. And it's in the things that, that sometimes it's easy for us to take for granted or not even be aware of. But the Spirit of the Lord is awakening us. 
to for that reality to be so much more real than than any other reality and if I could say anything about this journey that's that's really what I learned and what I experienced was just the actual reality of 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 our citizenship our place in heaven and who we are and that's what we bring and um, it has nothing to do with us other than we are obedient vessels that just say Lord let that coal touch touch my lips and purify me so that I can you can send me and I can be your voice and um, but we are we I mean we need to get ready because there is coming a great outpouring and 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 we just have to be so sensitive to know the manifestation of his presence because it is so real and and it is going to rock this world it is and so I'm just so blessed to be a part of it and I just thank you for your prayers I I just can't even tell you I mean we didn't miss a beat we got tired but we didn't miss a beat and that was by God's grace and um, through the prayers of the Saints and so I just publicly before all of the all those that I love the most thank you for supporting and for praying and and for your encouragement and your affirmation and for just who you are because we are in this together and I just want to tell you get ready because you'll be going amen amen you know one of the things that was incredible was when our teams first arrived in Brazil we went to the hotel where we were staying and left our bags and then first thing we did was go over to the church and we had a, a rather prolonged proscuneo prayer time and to hear the words that were submitted by uh, our team and the the Brazilian folks that were there and uh, the things God showed was incredible I mean it was just incredible the last thing at the end of this trip that we did was we met in Cabo with the pastors and we prayed again we proscuneoed for an hour in the morning and uh, introduced them to uh, Potter and Prosh which they had not heard before and immediately Cello who's a, is a, a prodigy musician said oh I like those we're gonna do them in our church and you, you have a guy that plays the guitar as well or better than Don Potter you know they're going to do it there. And so that that's a blessing to see because the essence of it is we know that these people are called to, with the musicians stable they have and the heart they have, they're going to be cranking out Brazilian songs that are going to touch the nation. And they, again, as we say so often, they don't need to be doing karaoke recycled songs from America. They need to be doing songs from the heart of God from that country, and those people have the skill set to do that. Uh, and then one other thing I'll say that <clears throat> I was just blessed by the favor and the flow of the entire scope of the team that was there, <clears throat> but just from my personal experience <clears throat> in teaching, um, in in uh, Sao Paulo and then in Cabo again God just hammered that 10-4 message Zechariah 10-4 the corner the nail the battle bow and the oppressor and it was specific especially in Cabo it was on fire and you know the Spirit of the Lord remember that was one of the initial things God gave us. We did ministry throughout our city with that. And, and, but then we don't say that much about it anymore because we've, got, we've been going on and on and on. But the Spirit said, speak this here. And it was on fire. You know, those folks were just ignited with that old message. And, but it was a rhema for them. And that's what God has been giving us over the years. He's been giving us powerhouse principles and messages 
and your intercession and your willingness to receive them and let them be birthed here is really the library that we're presenting around the world. And the enemy hates that. And I, I was thinking at, when I was laying in bed finally, after speaking that the first time, I was just giving thanks to the Lord because, you know, just a few minutes before God said, speak on this, you know, and, and I, so I pulled out my phone, just recapped the, 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 the words that were there and just did it. But, you know, all through the time we've been here, one of the recurrent things the enemy has said is those things are not scriptural or those things are dead or you know, they're, not, they're not exciting enough to draw people. And, you know, you need to get away from that and be more people friendly. And you don't need to keep going the line upon line of the revelation God is giving. And even still, in this last year, we've been hammered by that, you know. This is flat. This is dead. We need more. We can't reach the world with that. It's not scriptural. And, you know, in the last wave, really, it didn't stop me from preaching, but it stopped me. I'm not, it was my fault. It stopped me from writing because, you know, I won't go into the details, but that's been ongoing for 22 years now. But yet God has been faithful, and we've said this over and over again, just about the time you think that he can't give any more, he awakens a new theme in the scripture, and there it is. That's the core of what we're giving to these people. That's what they're hungry for. And so the enemy hates that. He hates the word. But God has given us a library of meat. And even to go back 20 years, and the spirits say on the on the the cusp of a, of a session preach on Zechariah 10:4, and to just go f- for that and the spirit bring it all to remembrance and to see the way it ignited both in Sao Paulo but really in Cabo the heavens opened there and um, you know it's funny because that night Monica mentioned um, where she got up and th- that was the first night it, you know the, God just was doing incredible things but one of the pastors that was added to the church is a delightful man who's a police officer he been a police officer for almost 30 years and his wife who is a worker dear god she served us food she painted things to give to people she was just i thought man i need these people here but they're there and they're part of us but he said to his pastor that during that meeting and then when Monica got up, especially, he could see the glory of God. Well, what I didn't say, I don't say a lot about what I see in the spirit realm because I'd rather people focus on the scripture rather than being entertained by spiritual vistas. But, you know, when I was walking away from the platform, the Lord was standing there. And, you know, I'm thankful that he gives us, he girds us up so that he can be there and we're partnering with him but he just wanted me to know that he was there and I could see him over there in the corner well this pastor was sitting over on the far end of the church so when he was looking at where the speaker was the Lord was right behind the speaker and so um, when he said that I said well the Lord was here and um, but it, it's just the heavens are alive the angelic is alive our first prayer time there was a sight that I'd never seen before certainly wasn't expecting there were it reminded me of the early days when we were first being established and you don't get if you're being having to be established every five minutes there's something wrong with you you know so when things were first being established these angelic armies would come through but then when you're established you're working with them and these big groups of angels were coming into that place in Sao Paulo and then a mighty angel came in and all of them became silent and this angel gave a word over the nation and I was blessed by that and everybody there was too but God is opening the heavens and the things that we've been trained that you've been trained to do 
you've been pioneering and when you go there or wherever else the lord is opening doors it's it's not that oh the spirit left us and the spirit's there it's it's like you were a baby once now you're a parent and in some cases you're a grandparent you're an aunt you're an uncle you don't need somebody grabbing you in the in your arms and putting a bottle in your mouth you need to recognize the environment and be the adult in the room to help these ones to grow that's what's happening and all of these words all of these messages all of these principles all of these patterns of prayer all of these interpretation strata you're using it in these venues and it's it's refreshing to me um and it's refreshing to the team and i'm very grateful god's raising up his army as he promised and and i end this by saying you know, you always run the risk when you talk about the new baby in the family i just want to assure everybody you know we're going to be in france in three weeks we love france we love western europe god's doing what he promised there we're partnering there so it's not like we're all enamored with brazil there's a new kid in town and everybody's talking about the new kid in town but we've abandoned europe twice and before the end of the year we're going to be there with saints that are praying that are contributing to first saturday prayer that are proscuneing that are doing the work in cities and in africa you know and in india and in even in the philippines that prayer group that's there and god is god is really good to us and so i want to thank everyone across the network who has been praying we need to continue to pray and be led of the spirit uh, as god leads for various theaters of operation um, i want to thank the team that was able to go for their devotion and their service and their commitment their sacrifice and um, we're just looking forward to what god's going to do this next year is going to be such a fruitful time in this year of wisdom and revelation and um, not the least of which you know we're negotiating i have not done this yet but we're negotiating with brazil with a a major dare i say thrust into the nation in june well we've we're going into west virginia and ohio in june and so that whole month of june is going to be just the nation of west virginia the nation of brazil but we may we may do something unique uh here i am talking before i processed but lots of people are going to be in those teams of ministry and we may pull a morning star we may say the month of june is just going to be devoted to prayer here for the teams that are rotating in and out and by that time have videos and different teachings and different communiques maybe some some zoom presentations to our congregation and just just try something different you know i say a morning star because they would shut down during the whole month of july and um, their big church there i'm not saying that's what we're going to do but when i look at this and i think okay we've got 10 days in those two states and we're believing for the northeast region to erupt in the spirit and the mighty miracles that god did when he allowed me to be up there with representatives knocking over trees and causing all kinds of visitations to come that was amazing and then to go perhaps into the amazon basin that same month uh, with a with a totally new set of team members um that's exciting and uh and you just turn 62 and you still have that energy and you can go and do all that that's exciting too so and your turn's coming so uh anyway god bless all of you thank you for tuning in um god is good father i speak blessing over all of these places that you are sowing and and those that are hungry and receiving we we ask you father that you would pour out your spirit upon those places don't let the enemy come in and steal the seed don't let him come in and twist the message 
put a hedge up around these folks so that they can grow and develop. This is your work. We partner with your vision. We partner with your end time prophecy over that mighty nation and that continent. And uh, one, one more thing, Father, we're so grateful that as we shared what God's been doing in our network here about setting the foundation, our tenets of indisputable and incontrovertible tenets of faith, that we, anybody that's walking with the saints, if they're going to be with us, we've got to be in agreement on these things. Those people were wholeheartedly embracing that. And there's a purity. Some of the ridiculous heresies that are sweeping through lukewarm places have not gotten there yet. And it's great to be able to inoculate them, to put these things in their hands, in their language, and for them to stand in agreement. That's necessary for this end time army. So we bless them in this. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness. We release a blessing to everyone who's joined with us tonight. Thank you from the beginning of this broadcast for your healing touch in their bodies. And we give you glory. It's a privilege to walk with you. We love you, Father. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in and thanks, congregation, for being here. God bless you all.